Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. You don't see enough positive news about global warming. And Rich Casey. I usually do the smell test and the taste test. I usually don't do the, the look test too much, but sometimes, like if there's furry things growing on it. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And along the way, they'll probably veer off the path a little and talk about gardening, television, their world travels, sports, or pretty much any other shiny thing that catches their eye. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Saturday. I did it again. I said September last year. I did it again. Why do I keep doing that? February 10th, 2024. This is episode number 254. Uh, joining uh, My name is Jerry Evanoff, and joining me as he does each week is Rich Casey. Rich, today is my Aunt Bobby Joe's uh 54th birthday i think or 53rd birthday she's like four years older than me which i always thought was kind of funny oh that is funny yeah happy birthday bobby joe it's funny when you get uh you get aunts and uncles close to your own age yeah it uh, it feels kind of strange and i think you go september twice in a row now or two weeks in a row because you just like the word you you made up the word you're a neologist and you just like it It is a good word, September. It kind of rolls off the tongue well. I think yeah. there. I think I saw a video or heard a podcast years ago. Somebody talking about comedy and how certain letters sound are like funny when you put them together. And there's something about that EPT sound that always makes me laugh. So, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. I don't know. All I'm right. Not, uh, I'm not sure. Is any, I'm thinking, scanning my brain here, trying to think if there's any words that start like that, and I can't think of any. E- a- 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 Epitemiology, ep- epitome, epitome. No, that's epitome. No, no, I mean with the with the F, F E P T. Oh, oh. Uh, so that, well, yeah. there is now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that might be why you like it because it's it's an unusually yeah. sounding. It's thing. unique. Yeah, I like it. Okay. All right, let me uh, let me jump into my stats for last. Oh, actually, before I do that, let me talk about Patreon real quick. Uh, Patreon.com/slash New Author Podcast. If you want to go out and and uh, support us, there's a dollar level, a five dollar level, or you can just go sign up and uh, just be fans of ours. If you if you like what we do, at some point we might put some stuff up there, but I can't promise that right now. I know we've talked about it in the past, and and there's no promises. I'm making no promises right now. <laughs> but if you like us and you like what we do and you want to drop a dollar our way here and there, feel free to do that. Again, it's Patreon.com/slash New Author Podcast. In terms of my stats last week, uh, Inheriting Murder, book two in the Murder Mystery series is up a, a tiny 750 words to 79,665. Uh, I think I'm getting afraid of hitting 80,000, so I'm hitting less <laughs> and less words. Um, my uh, mailer light is still sitting at 1080. I have made no changes based on all those scary emails that went out the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you've done anything with that or not. No, because I don't have a mailing list at the moment. So. Oh, that would be why. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> um, there's a there's an author who does a a, a live. She, her name's Claire Phrase, and she's on YouTube, and she does like live videos every week where she just goes in and she says, oh, "I'm going to write for 45 minutes, and if you want to sit with me and ask me questions, cool, and if not, um, then uh, then I'm just going to write." So she's on for about 45 minutes. I forget what day of the week it is. But uh, I, I want to jump into one of those one of these days and just ask her if she because she talked about her mailing list in one of her videos. I want to ask her and, and she did say she uses mailing like so I want to ask her if she did anything over the last couple of weeks about this. Um, yeah. I may I may try to do that if I see that she's live one of these days. Yeah, well, from, from what I've been seeing in the Facebook groups, especially that if you don't, your mail is just going to be almost automatically going into spam folders. So it's weird. Yeah, yeah it really is. Uh, sitting in my, on my Facebook page, I'm still sitting at 220. I've been stuck there for a while. I did kind of get away from posting for a couple of weeks, 
but I have posted, you know, kind of every other week, the last couple weeks now. And um, I saw a stat, I think yesterday, the day before yesterday, that Facebook said, congratulations, you've reached like 74 people this week. And it's like, well, I did four posts and I have 220 followers. And it really, really, really annoyed me when I saw that, that <laughs> Facebook actually, I mean, it, it makes no sense to me that if you follow someone on Facebook and they post something, you should see it like that. Yeah. That seems like like rule one when it comes to making a social media site and why they don't do it. I, I'm sure it's money related, but oh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand it. So. Yeah, they want you to they want you to pay up in order to boost the post. So mm -hmm. and then uh, last week's goal was to it was kind of an easier goal for me, which was to get through chapter 29, which I absolutely 100 percent did. Yeah, right. kind of. And I'll get into <laughs> that uh, later on with what happened with chapter 29. Okay. Well, my week, uh, it was not a great week for the shoulder, but I still have a sense that it's healing. I did go to the doctor on Tuesday. It was for just a regular checkup and he didn't really seem too concerned about it. He just said it's a flared muscle nerve and it'll just, you know, take its time healing. They usually take quite a while to heal. So just, I have to just be careful with it, which means I can't sit in the chair nonstop. I have to get up and move around every half hour or so, or, or the, the shoulder gets worse. Um, I did accomplish a real uh, milestone here this week is I finally managed to keep my ch my butt in the chair for over 20 hours writing, wow. writing or editing, I should say. And it was at 21.5 to be exact. And during that time, I added 11,098 words, uh, both first draft and edited to what I thought was going to be an Amelia Jones short story that I had started mentioned last weekend that I'd started but it now looks like it's going to be easily into novella territory before it's gone. It's, it's kind of interesting the way and I have this problem with short stories. If I don't just rip them off fast and just leave it, uh, they tend to grow as I go back to them and edit it because I think of new scenes that should be in there that will make things you know more clear, et cetera. Uh, I did manage to pass seven, post seven of those chapters to Vela, and an eighth is probably going to go up later tonight. So I was pretty happy with that too. That's probably the best, uh, the best I've done in a long time, basically an episode a day. And um, I'm gonna try to keep that that streak going if I can. Yeah, that's, that's a very nice streak. I mean, that's gonna be, that's gonna get a lot of content up there pretty quick if you're able to stick to anything close to that pace. Right, right. And, and if, and those chapters are averaging about 1600 words. Uh, so yeah, I would like to keep this going if I, if I at all can, no matter what I, uh, I'm doing other than, than the writing, because uh, you do that and you're into a novel a month, novel every three week territory. So yeah, this Amelia Jones story, uh, it's not, it won't go to a full novel. I, I, I can't see that happening because I'm already, I'm already getting, setting up the climax. Um, but what I think it will, I will use it for is a, um, is a freebie, you know, a list list sign up, list builder kind of thing. Uh, and the next thing I'm going to do as soon as I get this finished, which will be next week, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go on to the Amelia Jones story that I have up on Vela already, uh, previous to this, and work on finishing that. So I get that novel done, and then I will have something as I go forward. Have something to to build around. Right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Nice. so that's where I was for a week. All right. So let's jump into my recap from last week. I had a, I don't know. It, it feels like I didn't write as much, but I still had a really busy week, which is probably why I didn't write as much. I looked at the calendar. So I have a calendar hanging over my computer in the living room where I work and where I do some of the writing that I do and some of the other stuff. And, um, and I'll write in the day 
you know, when I have something planned, like it says golf 6 p.m. for Monday because I have my indoor golf league on Monday. So if you look at last week, like almost every day has at least one thing written in it, into it. And if you look at what's coming up for this next week, nothing, there's not a single thing except <laughs> golf. So it, it works much better um, for next week in terms of getting writing done. But I did accomplish the goal, which was good. Saturday night after I posted the podcast, I did go in and request the um, access to the story speak.ai that you talked about last week and kind of got the same response you did. He got it back to me pretty quick. Ask me those questions. Uh, one of the questions was something to the effect of, uh, are you comfortable using this program, even though you know it's buggy? Right. I'm still working on it, right? So I wrote back to him and said, Dude, I've been a programmer professionally for like 25 years i know exactly what you're going through don't worry about it <laughs> he wrote back and he's like i appreciate the understanding so, yeah so that came on sunday now, i didn't actually activate my account until today so it sat there for about a week uh for a couple different reasons I, i'm honestly not sure how i'm going to use it uh i don't so i say this now i don't think i'm going to want to write using it mm -hmm. but I think it's more about like when I, you know, I have two days a week now where I'm driving into work talking to myself. Right. It's going to be more for that. But I started thinking about it yesterday when I was reading through his emails. Uh, you know, again, I activated it today, but I was reading through the three emails he sent me yesterday. And I'm thinking there's no reason why if I had a, a chapter in mind, I couldn't actually do it during that 60 minute drive where I just hit record and do the chapter. I think I would do a lot of stuttering and I'd come back and really want to revise it heavily, which I'm, I guess, is that what most people do? Is that, that's I mean, what have you used everybody it does. Yeah. Yeah. I used it last weekend. Uh, that's why I mentioned it on the show. And yeah, I mean, that's what everybody does. Uh, okay. it's, it's a really, really sloppy first draft usually. Um, well, it all depends on how you're recording. Uh, because you know, it, like my recorder has got a pause button on it. So I can go ahead and most recorders do. Uh, so you can go, you can be talking and, and kick out a sentence and then you could hit pause. And then, you know, then when you're ready to go on, start it up again. And, and that works pretty well. Gives you time to kind of think about what you want to say next. Right. But in terms of the, and this is why, what I mentioned last week, uh, and why I really like the story speak is that in terms of the stuttering or, you know, how sometimes you'll say something and then back up and say it again or whatever, or say it a different way. At least for me, this program cleaned all that up without me even, you know, having to worry about it. It uh, it's it's looking for natural syntax, and if it doesn't find it, it figures out what should be there and puts it in there. So. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it a try. Definitely, well, most likely this week because I'm going into work twice, uh, and I'm gonna probably do some plotting in my head. But uh, at some point, I may try doing a chapter kind of while I'm driving to work, where I just hit right. record and just talk for 60 minutes. I don't know how much memory that would take on my phone or whatever, but and just see what happens. So yeah, uh, all good. right. So then uh Sunday morning I got up and I went to Panera. Again, I went to the other Panera. So I'd have to deal with that guy who talks really loud. And uh I actually did the revisions, finished the revisions for both chapters 27 and 28. Uh they were both only about 750 words. I think they both ended up around a thousand by the time I was done with each of them. Uh, which was good. I was very happy to get two chapters done. It kind of took the pressure off in terms of getting that goal, knowing I just had one more chapter to go, but it was a long one. Um, so I knew that I needed the extra time. Uh, the rest of the day, not much writing. Actually, I don't think any writing. And now that I'm looking at the, oh, I guess a little bit near the end of the day. Um, but I did start gluing together the pieces of wood for my squirrel box that I'm creating. I'm very excited about that. And then I realized that I, I measured wrong, which I tend to do. Uh, so I have to, had to make a couple of revisions on it. And uh, now all the wood is just sitting right over here to my left, ready for me to cut a little bit more out of. And then tomorrow I'm going to take a couple pieces over to my dad. He has a, a drill press where I can drill a, 
maybe a two inch around hole or three inch, whatever it is that the size need for the squirrel to be able to go in and out of it. Um, right. So I'll do that tomorrow. And then once I do that, I can start kind of, kind of putting it together without actually nailing it together, just kind of setting it up, putting it together, making sure it's what I want, make sure I know what the inside is going to look like, decide whether I want to put a camera on the inside. It's, it's really just a matter of finding the right camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was at uh, Lowe's last week and I saw one of those ring doorbell cameras. It's like $60, but it's an outdoor one and it's Wi-Fi and it's got night vision. It looks like what I might need. And it's actually really small. So mm-hmm. it looks like what I might need. So I'm going to investigate that once I start putting the pieces together, see if that'll fit in there. Uh, in a good spot my only fear with that is that those things have um batteries on them that you have to charge and i don't want to have to take it apart to take the battery out every two months or every month or whatever oh yeah definitely not yeah Yeah, so i'm still investigating uh, on uh what kind of camera if i want to you know i I, the whole intention was to put a camera on the inside but as i started investigating it more it's like wow the camera i have is better for outside has a solar power charger so it stays charged uh, with the sun so I might just put a camera on the outside and kind of point it at the, at the hole just to keep an eye on them going in and out, but mm. putting a camera on the inside, I'm not sure yet. So, um, throughout the, let's see. Oh, so, okay. So then the, the Pebble beach golf tournament was actually postponed until Monday last week. And then it was eventually canceled, but the live tournament was on. I don't know how much you know about the live golf tournament. Um, but I am, I'm a fan of golf. Like, I don't care who's playing. I'll watch whatever tournament it is. This one is the whole funded by the Saudi Arabian, right people that a lot of people don't like for whatever reason and um so it was on it was on the cw and it was a really good leaderboard um and i ended up watching the entire thing it was probably about six and a half to seven hours when i had it <laughs> on now, i didn't just sit at my um at, you know sit there on my couch and watch it for six hours i actually was doing other stuff at the same time although for about the last hour i was standing in front of my tv watching it doing nothing else because it went into <laughs> went into extra holes it was finally the fourth overtime hole where somebody won and it was dark basically at the course it was in mexico and it was dark they had the cameras that they use for tv are really nice they make it look really light out but every Mm -hmm. now and then they would cut to a here's what it really looks like and it was dark luckily there was a giant jumbotron by the 18th hole and with that thing on it lit up the the area pretty well as they continued to play the the same hole over and over again really enjoyed it i'm looking forward i think there's another tournament next week and i'll watch i like the way they do it on tv it's a little bit different than the p the pga tour is like you know more boring it's still good to watch, but you know, the, the live tour tries to be a little more, you know, I don't know, uh, into the, the, the future than the, than the PGA tour right, in terms right. of their technology. So right. I enjoyed that. Um, and then, okay. So then in the evening, I, I, this is something I was doing last week at the same time, I was watching more videos of people on, on how they set up and use Scrivener to write. Um, I, I remember saying a couple weeks ago on this podcast, I'm going to start, I'm going to take my whole Sam Norris series. I'm going to put it in one Scrivener file and I'm going to write all the books in the same file. I'll have my story Bible. I'll have all my characters, my locations, everything set up ready for when I'm ready to write the next book in that series. And I just thought like, I'm the biggest genius in the world for thinking of this. Turns out everybody on YouTube who, who uses <laughs> Scrivener has already thought of this and done videos to show me how to do it. So, right, right. um, that made me laugh. So I watched a few more. Um, I learned about the ability to do the, the, um, what's it called? Not the, the, what's it called? The photo, you hit the photo button and it takes a backup, oh, whatever that's sna- Snapshot. Snapshot. Yeah. The snapshot. I learned about that last week, but this time, uh, I was watching him talk about, uh, compiling. And I think I had seen this in the past with Scrivener heard that it wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but one of the guys I watched showed how to do it using collections, which I, I assume is how you do it. And I hadn't heard of this before. And it actually looked really easy and I'm, I don't know what kind of file it creates. I don't know what it looks like. I have no idea what happens when you put that compile button, but I do like that. And I, I know I've used, I'm going to use Atticus to do my formatting, but 
you know, if this is just a matter of taking the files you want and sticking them to a collection and then hitting compile and you get a an EPUB and maybe you get a, a PDF, then I'm all for it. So I'm going to explore that some more once I get this book two finished up. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what you find out because I don't know anything about collections. I use compile all the time in Scrivener, but I use it to just export a, uh, a typically an RTF file uh, as a as a, sep a different backup, you know. Uh, just in case Scrivener files get corrupted, which they do periodically. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I do that. That way you can re-import it back in. But you can also, like you say, if you take snapshots of each chapter, then you can always uh, go uh, revert back to a previous mm -hmm. version and not lose much. Yeah. So um, let me ask you this as, as kind of a setup for something I want to talk about later. Are you, What are you writing in right now? Are you using Scrivener? Are you using um, Novel Crafter? I'm using Novel Crafter and Scrivener together. Perfect. That's going to go well when I want to talk about this later. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. So then Monday I worked from home at lunch. I, I, so I was getting ready for my writer's club. I edited the first half of chapter 18, which is basically doing the final revision um, on it so that it would be ready for me to you know feel comfortable reading out loud. Uh, and then in the evening, I, I got about halfway through it. And in the evening I did nothing writing related Tuesday. I was back in the office again. On the way there, I did some talking to myself. I ended up rewriting basically the, not rewriting, that's replotting the the second to last chapter, the area where my murderer gets caught with the first murder, which actually isn't going to be a murder. It's going to be more of an accident. And then how, how I, I'm going to say trap the murderer at the end with, with figuring out how she did it. Like what's the final straw where he figures out, okay, she did it. Mm -hmm. And and then it gets up. So, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard this, but George Lucas likes to say that, that, you know, there's a quote from him back during star Wars days, you know, in the seventies where he talks about how the, the, the beginning and end have to rhyme. Right. And, well, I don't know it, you know, well, if you would ask me to define that, I'm not sure if I could give you a definition without mumbling through it, but in my head, you know, for what I'm doing, um, book two started out in a conference room or a banquet room at a golf course. And I was going to end it in the same room. And to me, that's rhyming. Sure. Um, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but that's yeah. kind of how I figured it out. Yeah. Well in story in general, when they talk about that rhyming, I think they might have another term for it, but it's basically, you just, you do some kind of callback to the beginning of the story that, because it gives the reader a better sense that things have been wrapped up completely. And it's not, you know, there's still, it's not open-ended really unlike what they did in the ninth house which i also finished this week oh, good. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> good i'm still in the same spot i was two weeks ago but anyway <laughs> uh, that's funny um so what i did was i had this book and starting and beginning in the same banquet hall but i actually changed it uh the way that i'm going to say that it's rhyming now is that it begins and ends with basically the same group of people together uh in a in a room i'm going to say room because the the end of it actually takes place kind of in a pavilion on the golf course on the 13th hole which is where one of the murders took place so um so to me that's pretty close but i you know that that's i, I would like every book to do that but then i'm like well i don't want every book to do that. i don't want every book to be the same i don't want to have you know five suspects and then halfway through chat gpt loves to suggest that somebody texts sam a threatening message anytime i ask for any kind of a twist or some ideas. It's always, he gets a threatening message texted to him. It's like, no, you say that all the time. I don't want that. So I have to tell it to think outside the box. Um, so, so I don't want it to be the same basic template, uh, every single book. So I'm going to, this one changes up just a little bit where they're not starting and, and ending in the same place, but they are starting and ending with kind of the same group of people all together, which kind right. of makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, sure. Let's see. So then when I got to work, I immediately, I didn't record this one. I didn't use any kind of a recording device. I, I still don't have one. Uh, I was playing, so I haven't played around with my phone enough to know whether I can use it and use it kind of, I'll use the word efficiently uh, to do it. But um, so I immediately opened up my laptop when I got there and opened Scrivener and just took as many notes as I could. And I got everything down. I didn't forget anything on the, on this one. Uh, and then at lunch, we had our work fantasy football pizza party. So there was no writing. Um, I didn't do a 90 minute lunch or anything like that. It was a basic 60 minute lunch. Uh, um, this is, it's interesting because, you know, going in one day a week, the last couple of years, I really only know about half the people in the fantasy football league. I've never met the other six or other five. So it was nice to get everybody in the same room. One of the guys was asking, Hey, are we, uh, are we okay? Trash talking in this league? And <laughs> the guy who run, who was running it said, yeah, we just, you know, since nobody knows each other or we don't all know each other, it makes it a little bit tough to start talking trash to somebody. And uh, now I'm not a trash talker. I'm a karma guy, so I'm not a trash talker ever. <laughs> but um, but it'll be interesting to see next year if some of these guys start uh, start giving it to each other a little bit. So uh, then I was home. There was no writing, no nothing in the evening. Wednesday, worked from home. I mean, nothing writing related. I did nothing on Wednesday. I don't even remember what I did in the evening, but I did nothing writing related. Uh, Thursday back into the office. Didn't really talk to myself much at lunch. Actually I did, but it was about something work related and not author related. Mm -hmm. Um, we had, uh, the short version, we had had an engagement committee meeting on Wednesday during the day that, uh, 10 people were in the office and one person was at home and that was me. So it was really hard for me to actually have any input in what was going on. <laughs> and because, you know, I did this at my old job for like three to four years where I was like providing food and making people laugh and doing all the stuff that they wanted me to do. I thought I, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of some things we can do, but no one could hear me. And uh, the one event I was excited to put on this year, which was Pi Day, which is March 14th, 3.14. Um, one of the one of the people in the meeting said, I don't like pie. And then all of a sudden the other nine people started changing it up. And, and finally, uh, one of the women said, hey, I think this is Jerry's idea. And he was kind of excited about it. And I was like, yeah, did we just kill pie day? So we got it back on track, but it was really tough with me being home. So on the way there, I was kind of practicing my, what am I going to say to the HR lady who runs it when I go in there? Cause I'm going to meet with her separately. And I ended up meeting with her and we talked for like 25 minutes. And by the time we were done, she was like, yeah, you and you and I should meet more individually to talk about the engagement <laughs> committee. I was like, that's what I like to hear. So yeah, yeah. Went over everybody's heads. That's what I like. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's so So then, um, at lunch, I only took a 60 minute lunch on this day because I had writer's club that night and I had to leave right at four. I actually left a little bit early, but I did work on the rest of chapter 18, the, the chapter I was going to read. So it would be ready for writer's club. And I posted it and I left about 15 minutes early and was home in time to print it out and get it ready. Um, and I did read it. Now it's funny because this chapter introduces a character who had been mentioned once or twice in the first 17 chapters, but we never met her. And she's essentially the coroner for the city of Savannah, Georgia who turns out to be kind of a big sister figure to Sam, you know, the sister he never had. So he goes into the off, into her office, the coroner's office while she's working sometimes late in the evening into the middle of the night and just kind of hangs out with her, stays away from everything, kind of stays over by her desk and doesn't get in the way and doesn't do anything. I'm, I'm guessing being there probably isn't legal, but he doesn't do anything else mm -hmm. um, while she's working. And, and again, it's my book. I can do it if I want to. So um, yeah. So I read it and I, you know, they gave me their critiquing and all of them said they really liked the relationship that I created with Sam and this character. And I was like, oh, well, this is the last time we actually see her. She was just in there for one chapter. And <laughs> they were disappointed. And I was like, wow, I really need to figure out a way to get her in there more. But I don't, I kind of like the idea of her just showing up in one chapter, kind of like on Monk, he would go see his shrink, 
you know, and it would just be one scene with the psychiatrist and, right. and then it would be done. And it would be like a really good, you know, somewhere around the midway point, him to just kind of talk to someone. And, um, and she was a good character for him to talk to. They had kind of a big brother or big sister, little brother relationship. Uh, they picked at each other, but also you could see that they were like really good friends. So uh, I decided what I'm probably going to try to do then is in book three, get her into one scene the same way that I did book two. And then book four takes place outside of the city, but book five is back in the city. So again, one chapter, uh, book six takes place outside the city. Then book seven, this is the serial killer one. I might pull her into a couple more chapters. And then book eight, when Sam is trying to figure out what happened with his parents, she could be like a central character and I could just kind of work her in into that one as I plot. So they, you know, um, they were all for it when I was explaining to him what I was doing. So I, I really like how that worked out. And then after book eight, then you take her and make her the uh, main character in a new series. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Maybe by then I'll have so many readers that people want to write in my world and I can let them. There you go. <laughs> um, I also talked a, a little bit about the, the AI. I kind of stay away from talking about the AI in there because I don't believe any of them. I, I, mean, I guess a couple of them have used it, but not heavily. And a couple of the other ones aren't really computer literate at all. So they mm -hmm. don't, they don't really use it. But I did start talking about it this time. And I talked about how I did some of my plotting and and I talked about the the story grid custom GPT that I created. And one of them actually seemed really interested in it. And he asked me to send him the prompt. So I went in on um, Friday at lunchtime and I went into that GPT and I said, hey, can you give me the prompt that I used to create this GPT? And it just gave me the prompt, which was nice. And, uh, and then I, I did some editing on it and made sure that it gave me exactly what I was looking for. And then I sent it to him. And then it was at that point that I kind of decided I'm going to go ahead and make it public. I'm going to change the name. It's not going to be story grid. It's going to be, you know, maybe developmental editor or something like that. And I'll put in the description of it that it includes some of the story grid elements. And, uh, and I'll just go ahead and make it public for free. Yeah. You also let me know when you do that. I'd like to take a look yeah. at it and see what it does. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then Friday, uh, working from home again at lunch. I, like I said, I worked on the custom GPT. Uh, and then I didn't do anything in the evening. I was planning on going to Hothead in the evening because I didn't go on Tuesday night. And I just didn't feel like going anywhere. So I did not go. Uh, this morning, I was up and off to the eye doctor for an eye appointment. I didn't even know I was going to do this until like Monday or maybe even Sunday night last week. Right. The last couple of months, I've been um, sitting at, at my on my couch. Well, longer than that, but with my laptop in my lap, doing some writing stuff or doing whatever. And I look up at the TV, which is about 25 feet away, and I open up the guide, and it gets a little blurry. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm going back and forth between my laptop mm. close to me and my TV screen, or if just something's wrong with my eyes. I like to think that my um, my glasses are going bad, similar to how my clothes keep getting smaller. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I did go to the eye doctor, and he did say one of my eyes did get a little bit worse from last year, which was, I mean, I don't like the fact that it got it got worse in a year. Um, but I ended up ordering two pairs of glasses, but before, before I talk about that, I'm going to talk about a, a, I'm getting old moment that I had this morning. Um, I got up this morning and at, before I left, I was thinking, you know, I had these glasses from like four or five years ago and they had blue frames on them and I really liked them. And I was going to try to find them because I have all my glasses uh, scattered around this house in those hard cases that they give you when you go to the eye doctor. And uh, so I started, I took my glasses off and then I walked into the kitchen and I found a couple of the hard cases and there were glasses in there. One of pair was broke. So I tossed them in another pair. I'm like, yeah, these are too old. So I threw those away. And then I found another pair that I really want to keep as kind of a backup pair. So I just put them back where they were. And then I was done and I went to put my glasses back on and I couldn't find them. <laughs> and I walked around my house multiple times until I finally grabbed a flashlight, opened up my trash can. And there they were. I threw them away. 
I opened up the trash and just threw my current glasses into the garbage can. At least I thought they were my current glasses. I wasn't sure if they were an older pair or not. So I just threw them on and went, okay, these are good. And uh, (laughs) when when I was at the eye doctor, I asked him like, can you tell if these are the glasses I bought last year? And he did a little bit and he says, yep, these are, these are those. So I kind of got lucky and I grabbed the right, right pair, but that's not the problem. The problem is, is I threw them away to begin with. Uh, Kind of a nightmare. (laughs) It really is. Um, so, uh, anyway, well, I was, I bought two pairs of glasses. I got a new pair with a better subscription for just my normal life, driving, working, all that good stuff. And then I got a pair of prescription, um, like close up glasses. I asked him, I said, you know, I keep going to these drugstores looking for a pair of reading glasses, but I can't find anything that is, that is every one of them that I put on. They're too powerful. It's like a magnifying glass and I can't read. He says, yeah, you're not going to find anything to match your close up prescription. He says, they don't, they don't make those. You, you have astigmatism. They don't make them like that. So I, I ended up getting a second pair of glasses that are just for, if I'm sitting here, like right now I'm looking at my laptop and it's, you know, eight, six feet in front of my face, no, four feet in front of my face. And I would put on the, those glasses instead of the ones I'm wearing now. Right. Um, for using those. So I'm looking forward to both of those coming in the next couple of weeks before I go to Vegas, which is good. Uh, after that, I was off to Chick-fil-A to, to work on chapter 29 and I went through it. I, you know, I did, I used my, my story grid GPT to, to analyze it after I was done going through it. And I, I didn't like the ending and I realized I really didn't have much of an ending. So I, I kind of looked through it and how do I end this? And then I realized I really didn't have any kind of a, a crisis or a turning point. It really just wasn't, <laughs> a good chapter. So I decided that I had to change it. Now, I didn't really think I was going to make a big change to it. I just thought it was going to be like, oh, just add a couple lines here or there. And that'll take care of the fact that there's no, there's no turning. It's not really a chapter. There's no, there's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no conflict in this chapter. It's literally just sitting around talking. And by the end of the chapter, now they're done talking and that's all it was. And it it wasn't very good. I worked with ChatGPT for about an hour, just continuously putting in, I put chapter 28 and chapter 30 in and said, what can I do between here that keeps the elements of this chapter, but then also adds something. Uh, I came up with a new, a new way that my main character figures out another like subtle hint that makes him think, oh wait, maybe she's guilty. One of the people that he's in that group. Um, and then when I was done, I, I took me about an hour and a half, but by the time I was done, I had a brand new kind of plot for that chapter, but sadly I'm going to have to rewrite it from scratch. Um, I'll be able to use some of the pieces, but not many of them, but right. this new version will have, you know, all of the pieces that the conflict and the, the inciting incident and the turning point, all the stuff that story grid says you need in the scene, which makes right. sense to me. So, so that was kind of disappointing, but I'm glad that I was able to fix it or get it to the point where I could fix. Did you give uh GPT the chapters themselves and ask, if they are structured correctly according to the story grid or, or did you sense have a sense that there was something missing yourself? Uh, for this one, I felt like the ending, there was no ending. I just literally ended oh, okay. with somebody saying something. And when I realized there was no ending, I kind of started looking around like, okay, there's no ending. So what would be a good cliffhanger? And then I kind of looked back up farther and went, well, nothing's really happening. I need something to happen to create that cliffhanger, even if it's a subtle cliffhanger, I need right. something. And there was nothing. And that's, that's when I fed in a GPT and I said, do you see an inciting incident in here? If so, what is it? No, I said, I said, do you see the five elements of story based on story grid in here? And it said, well, you have a inciting incident. You have a turning point. You don't have a crisis or a climax and a resolution. It said, you don't have a crisis. And because of that, you don't have a climax or a resolution. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. So 
Um, so that, I mean, it took me about an hour, hour and a half to edit it. And then an hour, hour and a half to realize I had to redo it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of disappointing, but that's okay. Cause it'll make it better once I'm finished. Right. So, right. Yeah. And then I came home and I worked at the, uh, story grid guild from this past week. I had to finish that up today. To be fair, I haven't done the homework for the last two. Um, and it's not, it's on, it's partially because I'm lazy, but it's also because I wanted to put the four or five chapters or the, the weeks that we've done so far together and go, go through the second part of it where the definitions for everything. There are so many new definitions and terms in this that there's no way that I would be able to sit down and just remember it by watching a video. Right. So I wanted to watch it the first time. And now that I know what I'm going to do with the scene that I'm going to write, um, I can sit down and actually do the homework all at once. Um, I did the first couple weeks. I haven't done the last couple, but I'll get my sheet out. Um, uh, probably next Monday is when I'll do it. Cause I have a holiday that way today from work and I can sit down for a few hours and actually do it. And I'll, I'll get all, I'm not worried about, I'm, you know, I'm behind, but I'm behind because I want to do it that way. And, uh, and I'm actually okay with it. Cause I know once I sit down and go through all of it at once, it'll make a lot more sense than going through it. And then seven days later, going through another piece of it and so on. Right. So, right. That's kind of so I've watched the videos and the only thing I haven't done is actually the homework, which takes right. you know a half an hour at, at most. So I'm not too concerned about it. So basically, what you're saying is that you're a bad student. Oh, I'm a horrible student. <laughs> oh, I'm my my first time going to college when I got my graduate degree, my regular degree. I mean, my my bachelor's degree. I mean, my last two years, I skipped so many classes. I did the bare minimum to pass, and I ended up when I went back for my my uh, master's degree in 2012. I was actually on academic probation. Um, and then I just got straight A's and I would have gotten a 4.0 except one guy gave me an A minus. I was so annoyed with that. guy. <laughs> so I'm not a great student in terms of like the problem, the problem. And this goes back to my computer programming classes back in the nineties when I was in college is uh, their computer programming classes that I knew I would never use anything from like, I'm writing this code. I'm never going to use it again. So why do I care? Yeah. Um, I thought as long as I learn it, then I'm fine. But then you'd have to do this, these whole, this homework and I didn't like doing it. And I was just, I was a horrible student, but yeah. Um, and I knew that, I know that's, I knew that was me going into this. I, I know me, I'm not uh, kidding myself on, on what kind of student I am. So, but I'll get caught up. I'm not worried about it. I'll also sit down and I'll spend three hours and get all caught up one day too. And then I'll be right. I'll be fine. So yeah, yeah. that's where I'm at. Sounds good. And then, uh, oh God. No, that's it. Uh, yeah. And then that was it. I'm, I'm after that, I was kind of just sitting around getting ready for the podcast and, uh, and yeah, that's it. It was a good week. I, again, I didn't write as much as I wanted to, but I still feel like I had a good week, especially when I get into my addicted to there, there's a couple of good things in there. Yeah. Well, compared to your week, my week has been really boring and, pre and kind of repetitive. Uh, but I, I, while you were talking, I, I did think about that ninth house. And I want to mention that I did finish it. I think it was either last Saturday night or Sunday. And holy cow, talk about dropping a cliffhanger at the end of a book. Oh. Uh, she obviously knew this was not going to be a one-off, that this was going to be a series. And she was not going to let you just leave this book as it is. Although, to be honest with you, when I, when I finished the book, my initial thought was, I'm not going to buy this next book because, <laughs> but I think I probably will at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it was, it was, a uh, she, it, she did a good job. It was like a lot of books. And, you know, I've had comments about uh, my stories like from my wife that the end seemed a little bit rushed and fast. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them seem to be like that. And I'm not sure exactly why they feel like that. Probably because you're coming out of the soggy middle and suddenly you're back into things happening at a decent pace. And co mm. compared to the soggy middle, it just seems fast. But anyways, uh, during the weekdays, uh, every day of mine was the same. I wake up at 7 a.m., have breakfast, and then 
sit in the writing chair by about 8 a.m. and try to stick it out till noon if possible with uh, breaks every half hour or so to get up and loose, limber up my shoulders a little bit. Uh, after lunch, I'd spend the better part of the uh, afternoon pushing Vela's on the Facebook group promotions. And uh, for a couple of days, I actually had some time to start looking at what I wrote in the morning. And then after dinner, I would edit the morning chapter, uh, run it through Pro Writing Aid, which I'm only using now for grammar. I'm not even looking at all the other stuff right now, mm. uh, just because it's just so much stuff. And a lot of it is just style. And I'm, I'm not interested, especially for this particular character, for uh, her style to be uh, stifled in any particular way. But then after I ran through pro writing and made sure the sentences and the grammar and the sp uh, spelling was correct, I posted up on, uh, on Vela. And so that's how I got seven chapters up there. Um, I think I must have doubled up on one day, like I'm going to double up today probably. So I just rinsed and repeat every single day. Um, maybe spend about an hour or two each day uh, with Tammy doing some odds and ends around the house or, or on my own. But yeah, it was real productive. Uh, but there's not really a whole lot to talk about. Nothing very interesting happened. And okay. Then, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a bad week, right? It, no. A lot of stuff done. Yeah. No, it's just repetitive. Day in and day mm -hmm. out, it was the same thing. Uh, in terms of my running list of future things to do, um, I didn't accomplish anything, but I had to change uh, the edit and post in Vela, the remaining chapters of what's now the Amelia novella, probably, instead of the short story. So that's, that's something I'm going to try to finish up this week, if at all possible, which I think it will be. I think I probably have, from where I'm at right now, I have four chap four or five chapters to go. So that should should get finished this week. Do you think the rinse and repeat is something you could repeat every day for like an unspecified amount of time? I would get yeah. so bored. I think so. I think, well, at least, at least right now, given my current mental state and uh, what's going on around me, yeah, I think I can. Um, okay. I think you, I think you probably have to take a break every now and then. Yeah. So what I'm kind of thinking in the back of my head, I, I don't know if I've ever ver really verbalized this. So I think my wife may mention this, uh, you know, out of a 30 day month, if you get something written and posted 25 days, 24 days of the month, you consider that to be, you know, a resounding success. Uh, and yeah, there would be, it would be. Okay. So. That would be a that would essentially be a uh, you know forty five given given the length of these chapters I'm writing about a forty five fifty thousand word novel mm. so a short novel okay <coughs> okay um, you have running list of future things to do uh no well yeah that's what I just talked about in terms of changing oh, okay. the novella gotcha. right. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, in terms of my running list of future things to do, uh, again, finish plotting the next six books. I'm still, still stuck on three and four, just kind of getting them all worked out chapter by chapter, and then get you know, get five ready to do as a Patreon YouTube type uh, extra video. Uh, and then I have the create a custom GPT for my series. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that or not. I don't know if I need to. That might be kind of overkill with the series. Although it wouldn't hurt to create a custom GPT that just maybe knew the characters. And maybe the mm -hmm. plot lines of some of the books. So maybe that is something I would do. It doesn't have to be in depth or deep or anything, but maybe if I can create something that just knows who the characters are, even the main characters, it'd probably be helpful. I, I could use that when I'm doing the plotting or, or that kind of thing. So. so sounds like you could use something like Novel Crafter. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that, Rich. Okay. Oh, we okay. will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then my last one is did I want to make that uh, story grid custom GPT public? 
Uh, I do, like I said earlier, I'm going to change the name and, and change it around a little bit and then make it public. I'm going to try to do that sometime this week. We'll see. In terms of my addicted to, so I have two things here. I'm going to start with the second one because it's the short one. I'm addicted to uh, the Thursday Murder Club book. Did you finish that? Oh, yeah. I finished the whole series up up to, yeah, all the ones he's published so far. I think there's four, maybe five. And you really, you really like them. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm not sure how I feel about them. I like it. It is an interesting, but I'm not sure. I need to, I have eight chapters to go in this one. And I need to hear how the end goes, uh, how they do the ending. Uh, it's interesting because they keep, they keep throwing things out there. And then the solution to them is not an actual murder. I think I've heard that two or three times now mm-hmm. and I'm getting to the murders next. And it doesn't feel like, your typical, and I'm going to say your typical, but maybe it's not. Typical. Maybe it's just me being picky, but your, your typical, like, here's a murder. There's a bunch of suspects. Here's your private detective who solves it. Here's how it happened. That kind of thing. It's right. a little different because my, my, my big question for you is who do you feel? I'm not going to spoil anything, but who do you feel is the main character in that book? In the first well, one. Well, before I get to that, I want to say that, you know, one yeah. of the, one of the things that's very much true about his books in this series is that they're very much, uh, studies in character and character interaction. And yes, there's a plot, but it's much more about how the characters react, what they think and feel and how they react and interact with each other in their little ensemble. And it really is an ensemble cast, uh, which makes picking a protagonist uh, a little bit tricky. Um, initially, well, actually, initially, probably for through the first book or two, I would have said that the uh, protagonist was Elizabeth. Uh, I would have too. Yeah. But now now that I've read four of them, uh, it's becoming much more clear that the protagonist really is Joyce. Oh, yes. That's what I would have said originally because we're getting like the diary entries from her. Right. I feel like she's the one talking to us. Right. um, Which is a kind of an interesting way to, to do exposition where you've got Joyce essentially talking to us. But I was wondering if the, the police officer that Donna DeFreitas, I wonder if she ends up at some point, because I feel like she could potentially, now you've read him. So you're telling me it doesn't seem like it, but to me, I felt like they were going in the direction of her being the main character. Right. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. No. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So that, I think that's part of the reason I've been struggling also is I'm not sure. It's almost like I'm not rooting for one person to solve it it's the group that i'm rooting for including the two police officers right Right. this uh these books give me very much the feel that i get from reading lord of the rings and and the fact you know that it's it's basically an ensemble cast yeah Mm -hmm. there's there's a main character uh in in frodo but uh you know there's so much going on with all the other ones and the way in which they interact with each other is really hard to focus and then, and then Lord of the Rings towards the end of it, I mean, Frodo just disappears from the book for a long time. So yeah. Um, I, I like them. They're quirky and they're a little bit different. I like the writing style, which is kind of breezy in a way. I really like, I really like the, the character of Ibrahim. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I tell you what, uh, I've read the books, but I've also listened to them and yeah. the, ex- the experience is much better listening to them. Uh, That's what I'm doing now as I'm listening to book one. And by the way, it's funny because um, uh, there was a point, 
again, there's so this is 115 chapters, I believe. I, I'm on starting 108 right now, and about 20 chapters ago, I actually thought Elizabeth was the killer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought, wait, did it? Wait, are, are we getting tricked here? Is Elizabeth the murderer? Yeah, and that's... um, and apparently that's not right. But um, <laughs> it's very funny that I, I could see why I could see why would you you would think that given. Although, although if she was actually the killer, then nobody, nobody would ever find out and, you know, you would never know. So Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She would probably talk somebody else into turning themselves in. And right, right. All that good stuff. So anyway, so that's the, the first addicted to. The second one, though, is uh, learning more about Novel Crafter. I talked about this last week. I want to write a book using it, including writing the prose, and then I want to go in and edit it myself. Essentially, that prose would be like a a first revision outline type of thing that I would then edit myself, but I want to see how many words I can get out of it and then go in and edit myself. And there's actually a video video series on the novel crafter YouTube channel. Uh, this woman, Kate, I don't know her last name, but Kate, she has gone through and created a couple different books using it. And the one I'm watching, she started, I think like January, I don't know, around the 10th or so. And every Saturday she does a two hour live stream, literally of everything to do with starting from scratch in novel crafter. The only mm -hmm. thing she doesn't try to do is how to hook up the different AI models. I don't know how to do that. I'll have to figure that out, but it's been, and I've, I've actually just in free time, I'll just watch 10 minutes here and then 15 minutes there. And I, it's not one of those things that I can just put on in the background. I have to sit and watch it. Right. So I can see what she's doing on the screen. And now that I've, I've gone through the first two hour video and I'm about halfway through the second one and, and she's still in the outlining phase. But now that I've watched her do this, I understand how this program works so much better than if I were to sit down and just try to do it myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to continue watching her videos, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure tonight I'm going to go ahead and subscribe. We'll see. And I'm going to take my, um, Oh, I was going to take my, my a team in space book and put it in there and try to finish it. But I'm going to use that for story grid, my story grid guild mm -hmm. and, and the scene that I want to write since I already have some existing characters. Uh, so I'm going to use that. So I'm going to try to plot something from scratch the same way she's doing. I have no idea what genre, no nothing. Maybe I'll take one of those books I plotted, you know, last winter, uh, November, December that time and pick one of those. Or maybe I'll just try to plot something from scratch and just see what I can do. The only question I really have for you is in using this, I, I'm, I'm worried that I'm going to do so much. And, and this is this is the pseudo right PTSD I have where I <laughs> use 90,000 words in two and a half days. Um how much do you think you end up spending using Novel Crafter on like tokens? I know it's $14. Is that the plan you have the $14 a month one? Right, right. And then how much do you think you spend on tokens? Like how does that work? Uh, well, basically when you, uh, you know, it's going to vary by how much it gives you back, but uh, it runs right around three to five cents. Cents, is that right? Maybe not even that. Um per uh per call um to whatever you know uh that much you know I, now i say that i'm not sure that's exactly right let me uh i'm gonna see if i can pull it up the the thing the way you want to do this is through open router that's how you want to hook up hmm. through your um your account um let me put see i'm trying oh, i gotta sign in hang on a second um, yeah, I've seen where you can choose. Like, she's using Mistral Medium, and she's also using some ChatGPT stuff. Those are the two that she uses the most. Right, um, right. Yeah, and I use a, yeah, I use a combination of Claude and and uh, and uh, GPT and other stuff. Oh, hang on, it takes forever for this Open Router site to to actually give you your information back. They must either have a lot of users or or something. Yeah. Okay, let me see. Um, 
trying to pull up my activity and all right the last call yeah so you're it's basically running um anywhere well it's all over the place um if you're right if you're using it to actually spit out lots of lots of text like i'm talking 1500 words of text it may cost you as much as 21 cents to do Wait, that if you, how many how many words like 1500 words spitting okay. it out back at you 1500 words but it can be as low as let's see i've got my lowest one here is probably about three cents two cents is two cents and that's probably just a simple query of some kind that i did so but in terms of actually spending through like through a month uh I would just off the top of my head, if you if you're gonna use it consistently throughout the whole month, you're probably talking maybe 10 bucks at the most. Really? That's Something it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. uh, I do I mean I could use ChatGPT and Scrivener the same way, but I, I just want to test it out and see what it's like. Like this isn't right. a this isn't gonna be my main series. I'm I'm doing everything the same in Scrivener that I have. I just want to again, it's like I think I said last week, you know, a new golf program comes out. I just want to test it and see what it's like. This is the same thing. It just yeah. happens to be in the in the writing space. So right. Uh, right. I really like the setup of it. I like the way that she uses it with uh, how she flips between chat and uh, what the, I guess they used to be called tidbits or snip. I forget what the chat used to be called something else, and I forget what the word is. Uh, but there's like a chat. There's your codexes. You know, there's your notes. Um, I like I like how all that stuff is set up. So I'm looking forward to trying it out. Right. Um, so I'll probably start tonight with a little bit of plotting just to see how it works. Right. Um, yeah. So did you already get uh, get your OpenAI Open AI account in? So because I have a ChatGPT account, that's different from an OpenAI one. Oh yeah. In fact, uh, if I haven't already, I'm going to close my uh, ChatGPT account and my Claude account because you can access both through Novel Crafter. Uh, so you don't have to have those accounts. But what if you want to use it for something other than books? It doesn't matter. It's just talk to it. Yeah, basically there. Yeah, if you, if you, I don't know if you remember, but uh, the, the kind of the basic structure is, is that there's planning, writing. I think it's chat. It's actually called chat or something. Anyways, okay. yeah, you go in, you go into it and you just basically have open access, you know, you have access to whatever, which of, of the LLMs that you want to use. And you can, right. you can talk about anything in there. Uh, talk about your story. Uh, in fact, what you, at the very bottom of that window, there's a little context button. And if you, if you don't want it to really reference anything in your story while it's giving you responses, you just don't do anything with that button. If you right. want it to, if you want it to know about your story while it's giving you responses, then there's a couple different options under that button. It can know the outline, it can know the full text of the novel, you know, a couple of different things. So. Yeah, I haven't gotten that far with her in these videos. She's still just doing right. the, basically the talking to ChatGPT in the outline. Right. But uh, so yeah, I, I'm gonna have to look into this a little bit more. Um, I have not got an open AI. Do you have to pay for any, the open router? Are you paying for that at all? Uh, open, yeah, I just said open AI, I'm an open router. Um, I don't recall. Okay. To be honest with you, oh, oh, yes, you do pay a little bit. What it is is, uh, like if you, if you what basically it's like having a debit card. You load money into it, yeah, and then it, and then it declines as you use it. And I think like if you load ten bucks, it costs you ten dollars and sixty two cents or something like that. 
Yeah, but how does that work with if you're using it in Novelcraft? Are you you are you using tokens in Novelcraft at the same time you're taking money out of the open router? Are you double paying basically? No, because you don't. You you pay the fourteen bucks in in Novelcraft mm -hmm. just to use it and have access to all this stuff. Right, but if you're paying, if you're buying tokens in Novelcrafter right. and you're using them, and you, you know the 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 AI that you choose is Open Router, you're you're using tokens in Novelcrafter, right? No, Novelcrafter doesn't have any tokens. Oh, I thought it did. Novelcrafter, oh. Novelcrafter is not an AI at all. Ah, okay, no. okay. So you you pay for whichever ones. Like, if you want to use Claude in Novelcrafter, do you have to subscribe to Claude? No. Okay. Because, because it's one of the ones that you can use the tokens through op open router in order oh, to okay, use. Okay, okay. And, and, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, open or uh, chat GPT and Claude, you know, they're, they're the ones you have to pay tokens for primarily. A lot of the other ones you don't, and, you know, okay. they're, they're free. So you could actually, if you wanted to use Mistral or Ouroboros or one of those other ones, uh, you could, yeah, you wouldn't have to use it at all. I haven't found them to be as good uh, necessarily. And they're also very limited on how on what you get back in terms of size, uh, just okay. because you know, well it's free. So <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm probably gonna keep my ChatGPT because I like using it with Scrivener. I like using this two things. Plus, I use it for a whole bunch of other things, especially programming stuff for work right. and just right. anything. I use the Dolly Dolly stuff, Dolly right. Wally Dolly stuff for right. images, and I like that. So I'm gonna right. probably keep the ChatGPT going, especially with the way that they just keep rolling out new stuff. I like seeing that new stuff as soon as it comes out. So right, um, yeah, and, and that's the only reason I, I probably have not canceled it yet is because I don't know what I'm gonna do. If anything with imaging, uh, uh, I don't really use images at the moment that much, but I might mm -hmm. in the future. So yeah, well, yeah. See. So those are my two addicted. I'm I'm looking forward to the learning the playing around with the novel crafter later on though. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, my addicted too, you know, as much as I hate to say it, is actually pushing through resistance and getting some writing done. Uh, that was what I I managed to do day in and day out this week. Uh, my current high levels of anxiety really help with that because I either get busy or I get crazy. So I, uh, uh, that, did, that has really helped. And I think it should help in, in the coming weeks as well. Uh, hopefully you know, your body has a tendency. Well, it can go one of two ways. You can either, um, kind of calm down and the anxiety. I've got meds for this too, to uh -huh. calm, calm the anxiety down. And, uh, and, you know, you just go back to reset back to where you were or it gets used to just being in, in the current high level of productivity and high level of activity, and you can keep on pushing forward. But I'm sure I'll have to take days off now and then. I'll probably feel guilty as hell about doing it. Just like when I was working full-time at the university, I always felt guilty about not working, no matter what really? time, no matter what time oh, of the day wow. or night it was. And it's kind of, it's something that happens to you in graduate school when you're training for a PhD, because you're always, you know, working 24 seven, doing that especially towards in the last year or two and then you just carry that right into your into your job and it just becomes part of life and you know you drink too much coffee and you get acid indigestion gastric <laughs> reflux and you know all the, all the good stuff <laughs> sounds like it yeah. I, I never feel guilty when i'm not working my nine to five job I took a vacation day or whatever. I'm always happy about that. But when I don't write on days that I said on this podcast the previous weekend I was going to mm -hmm. write, that's what I feel guilty. It's like, oh man, I got to go on the podcast and tell them I didn't write. Now I feel guilty about it. So. My my wife uh, would would tell you that you know, vacations with me were terrible because oh jeez, it would it would be at least half the vacation before I finally relaxed a little bit, 
And then as soon as I relaxed, I was starting to look ahead at coming back and what I had mm. to do. So there was just like never really a vacation. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like that about weekends sometimes where Saturday's cool, but you know, Fridays you work all day and then you can, you know, if you're, if you want to do something in the evening, you can Saturdays are great. But then Sunday, about halfway through Sunday, right around the time that it's about four o'clock, which is when my work day ends, uh -huh. I start thinking, okay, this is just like any other normal day now where I have to get up tomorrow and work. Yeah. So Sundays are kind of rough sometimes, but yeah. yeah. All right. In terms of uh, come this coming week, tomorrow, speaking of Sundays is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I'm assuming that I'll wake up to the next uh, assignment in the story grid and I'll probably ignore it. I'll go to Panera and uh, try to do some writing, try to start working on chapter. I, I think I'm going to rewrite 29 before I get to 30. So, you know, this is, and I have a lot of writing time this week, so I should be able to, to kind of rewrite 29 and then still make some uh, headway. I think I only have 34 chapters. So I'm almost to the end of this revision. Oh, yeah. um, probably the end of next week will get me to the end, which is perfect because I'm getting close to the March 4th time period when writing book three starts. So it kind of works out well. Um, when I get home tomorrow from Panera, I will probably work on the scroll box for a bit, go over to my mom, dad's and, and use my dad's drill to get the holes put in the right places and then come home and maybe put it together a little bit. Um, I, I you know, the Super Bowl, I'll watch the Super Bowl. It'll be on, it'll probably be on the smaller TV and muted because I really, I don't care about either team. I, I do wish Detroit had won last yeah. week because it, that's somebody to root for, but it's right. just two teams. I don't, it's one that's already been there, but you know, the last four years it's or six years have been there like four times. And then the other one is just not on my radar because it's so far on the other side of the country that I just, I don't care. Right. Um, right. In fact, you know, I had completely forgotten the Super Bowl was tomorrow until you mentioned it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I do have squares. I, I play in a, I don't know if you're familiar with squares. Uh, I have a hundred dollars square. I have three of them that I split with three different people and I don't like squares. You have a 1% chance of winning, but the way that this guy does it, it's a hundred dollars for the square. And if you hit the square, each of any of the quarters you win, you know, I think the first quarter is like $750. Second quarter might be 1500 and then 1500 for the third and then 2,500 for the fourth quarter. But also you win if you have any of the nine squares touching the winning square. Oh, okay. so you have a or eight squares. So you have the nine chances to win each quarter. And I've I, I've done this for about 10 years now with this guy. I've never hit a square, but every year I seem to hit one of the touching ones and I get my money back or make a little money. So and oh, it's, okay. I split one with my dad and one with a couple of my ex coworkers from the previous job. So, um, so I'll watch for that. And, uh, you know, that's, I have a fantasy, a couple of fantasy leagues that I'm not going to win for the playoffs that are going. So I don't care about that. So I'll watch it. I'll probably have it on the smaller TV and then I'll be looking at YouTube or something on the big TV. I'm sure. Right. right. Um, we'll see. Um, let's see. And then, so I had said last week that my plan was to go into work Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, it, it really just took one Tuesday for me to realize that Tuesdays are awful because it's so noisy. Um, it's a big open room where there's the cubicles are, have four foot walls, but four feet foot walls are not very big, especially when people are just constantly standing up talking to the right. person beside them. It was so loud in there on Tuesday. I talked to my buddy, Brian, who I work with, and we were told you guys try to come in on the same day for your second day as much as possible because you guys work together every day. So him and I decided we're going to start going in on Mondays, Okay. uh, because there's no one there on Monday or Friday. So we're going to do Monday and Thursday, um, except this week because, uh, we have a like a little Valentine's Day celebration where there's going to be snacks and free donuts. I didn't really care about that, but Brian said, "Yeah, I'm happy to change my day to get free donuts." <laughs> so, um, so now we're going to go in this week. I'm going to go in on Wednesday and Thursday this week. Uh, so Monday, uh, I'll work from home. I have nothing uh, writing related planned. Tuesday, I'll work from home again. 
we it, the weather says we're getting anywhere between four to six inches of snow monday night heading into tuesday oh wow um i looked at you know i live about an hour south of the lake and i look usually the lake gets pummeled and we get less but the lake you know lake, right on lake erie they're getting like less than an inch of snow which is the weirdest thing for it's coming through the middle of the country hitting oh. us that way which is very strange so uh i don't know if i'll go anywhere tuesday night if there's no snow that i may go to hothead tuesday night try to get some writing done uh wednesday i'm back in the office i will do a 90 minute lunch i'll probably talk to myself in the morning uh, on the way there we'll see how that goes and then thursday i'm also in the office another 90 minute lunch another talking to myself as i drive uh friday i'm working from home not really sure about anything writing related nothing planned so we'll see what happens depends on how much i get done earlier in the week uh saturday chick-fil-a in the morning for breakfast I'll run whatever errands I have and then I'll come home and I'll work on the story grid stuff and then we'll podcast in the evening. I have two pretty big goals this week for this coming weekend. It's not a very good idea to create one big goal and I'm creating two. Uh, the first one is to get chapter 29 rewritten and I want it rewritten in second revision mode. I want to write the first draft and then edit it and get the second revision finished at the same time. I'm really hoping I can do that tomorrow, all of that tomorrow morning. The next three chapters are about 2,500 words each, so they will take time, but I do like the amount of uh, writing that I have scheduled for this week. Each of the writing days are at least 90 minutes, which is great. Uh, that should get me through most of a whole chapter, if not the entire thing. Um, and so I'm going to say that I'm going to get through chapter 32, which will leave me just a couple chapters left, and then I'll have to write the final chapter, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, and then my second goal is to get something started in novel crafter. I don't even care what it is. I don't care if it's just, you know, basically I want to get the account activated. I want to get um, hooked up to where I can start chatting and doing some plotting. And if I just get that far, that's enough. I just want to get it going right? Uh, for this, for this other story that I want to take a look at with novel crafter. So that's my week. Um, hopefully I can get through it and get everything done. I want to get done. So. I think that that second goal there with Novel Crafter, just to get it set up and get it running, mm -hmm. get it hooked up to OpenAI, that, that's really pretty simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you shouldn't have too much trouble. Uh, my coming week, I want to do exactly what I did this past week, except maybe keep my butt in the chair a little bit longer. Wow. Someday I'd like to get up to six to eight hours of writing in each day. Um, I mean, I say writing, but I mean writing and writing related stuff, you know, editing, whatever, okay. tinker, tinkering around with stories and stuff. Uh, at least on the weekdays. I mean, at some point, hopefully I'll get to the point where, you know, I wouldn't have to do or won't do this on the weekends. Uh, but I guess if talking about big goals, my big goal this week is to get that Amelia Jones story that is uh, on the downhill slide in terms of being finished, get that actually finished and completely posted uh, up to Vela. So I can start the 30-day uh, window or 30-day clock ticking for when I can pull it or I can take it and then uh, do something else with it outside of hmm. that. So this is the the shorter one or the, the one you've been working on for the a while? shorter one, the okay. shorter one. Uh, yeah. And then, and then what I would, if I happen to get through and get that thing finished before the end of the week, I'm going to roll right back into the old one and get that thing kickstarted and moving. Mm -hmm. so. And All other right. than that, I don't, I don't have anything to share this week other than what I've already done. Yeah, I don't either. Um, so is there anything else you want to talk about? No. Nope. All right. That'd be the end of the podcast for this week. If you want to get in touch with me, you can email me jerry at jerryevanoff.com. The website is jerryevanoff.com. Uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash jerryevanoffauthor. And if you want to see our faces on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash at newauthorpodcast. If you do, if you do go there and you like that, uh, please subscribe. Um, the, the number went up again, which makes me very happy. 
Um, and then again, we have a Patreon that you can go to patreon.com slash new author podcast. If you want to support us in any way, there's a couple of small tier levels, um, that you can go ahead and do, or you can just sign up and, and just be there in case we put something up there. If you want to touch base with me, my email address is rich at richcasey.com. Uh, I'm on all the social medias except X. Uh, I haven't been very active here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, at some point I'll have to get back to that, but, uh, writing is taking center stage at the moment. And check out my Vela stories. Uh, the links are on my website at www.richcase.com. People seem to enjoy them, so give it a shot. All right, everybody. That's it for the podcast this week. We'll talk to you all next week. Take care. <laughs>